Hello everybody, my name is Lenore Swiston and I'm the host of Civically Speaking here at CFCR.ca 90.5 FM in Saskatoon. And you know, it's our annual F-Emphasis campaign. I'm going to speak more to this throughout the show, but without further ado, I'm going to jump to my two esteemed guests here, both well known to the local community, and it's David Curtin, who's with News Talk Radio 650, and Phil Tank with the Star Phoenix. Guys, thanks for coming on the show today. Hello, Lenore. Thanks, thanks for calling me esteemed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you are esteemed. Or was it just steamed? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, you know, things are starting to steam up, if we can go there, um, in the civic realm. And so, you know, I'm just going to, I'll go kind of in around here, because I know we're on um, by phone here today, um, and just start with you, David, maybe, and just what are your most current observations on the civic election scene right now? Well, this, is, this was the week of the lawn sign, wasn't it? Yeah. All of a sudden, it's, it's like uh, overnight, everybody did them overnight. It was just it was funny. It was, I was driving to work one morning and, and noticing that. Uh, usually that happens on the last day of nominations, but it uh, came a week earlier uh, this year for, for some reason. Yeah. Platforms are starting to uh, come out, but uh, as usual, the platforms are uh, very, very lacking in detail. So I think that's our biggest struggle right now is to try to find out you know, how you're going to do what with, with what, you know, that sort of thing. And we got those kind of platforms, I think, uh, maybe a little bit more from Don Atchison today, Rob Norris yesterday. So, again, like I say, they're, they're not full of detail, and I know Phil knows a lot about that. Yes. <laughs> Phil, what are you noticing out there? I would say the same things. You know, you notice the smattering of, uh, of lawn signs. Uh, and, you know, you don't know whether that might be pandemic like I noticed that one candidate, Mark Mills in Ward 3, who's, who's I think one of two candidates who, who didn't win in 20, um, 2016, who's running again, um, that he's not going to campaign door-to-door. He's going to do everything online and by mail because, you know, he just thinks the risk is too high. So uh, I thought that was interesting. Um, yeah, and, and the, uh, the platforms are coming out. Uh, you know, we had today uh, one of the mayoral challengers, Kerry Tarasoff, that he wants to build a tunnel under the under the uh, city to uh, to relocate the rail lines, um, which you know <laughs> I've never heard that one before. I'll say that. Yeah, at least it, at least it was new, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, there's definitely that. That's for sure. Have you? Is there anything that's kind of struck a chord with either of you that as we as you are sharing, right? The pandemic has definitely created a a whole different layer to the way we think about not just our daily lives, but community life, and then throw in it a pandemic, you know, throw in it a civic election like this. You know, Phil, you talked about some of the ways people have adjusted their media. Is there anything else you've noticed? You know, if I, if I could get in sure, on that. Sure, David, uh, yeah. yeah. boy, I, I tell you, I, I believe that the pandemic, I think Phil's bang on, the pandemic uh, has created that need uh, for somebody to be very, very social media, uh, friendly, uh, smart. Uh, I'm seeing uh, some amazing websites uh, that, uh, like, I, I take a look at Carol Reynolds' website. I think that's Ward 7. Uh, she's got an amazing website. Rob Morris, I think, when you talk about the mayoral candidates, is, is far ahead of everybody else when it comes to so certainly to blasting into social media. So I'm seeing a real effort like that uh, from a lot of candidates who are going to try to make that, that, uh, that pitch through social media. Here's the problem with that. When you go and knock on a door, the candidate is coming to you. 
with social media, sometimes you've got to go to the candidate. Yeah. And I think that might be the drawback for social media, if that's all you're relying on. Yeah, for sure. Phil, anything to add on that? Yeah, you, you definitely can't rely on that alone. Like, I've noticed that, uh, you know, some of the candidates are paying for Facebook advertising and, and uh, Twitter or, or Twitter and uh, Instagram ad advertising. And I think that's uh, that's probably the way you have to go, right? Because we know people are on Facebook every day, and, or lots of them are, um, or on Instagram. That's kind of where you have to go to, to find the people now. Um, I found some of the, you know, uh, you know, like, I thought, I, th I think, well, Hulk, we could maybe talk about what we think of the mayoral campaigns uh, in a bit. Yeah. You know what? Go go there if go there if you want to now, Phil, because I've got I've got your your Twitter feed up right now, and you've had you've had a few things to say there, and there's been a few responses. So please extrapolate. Yes. <laughs> well, okay, we're back we're back to the importance of websites, and uh, you know it's something that I sort of anticipated that it wasn't going to be a strength of Don Atchison, and of course his website has two different photos trying to show before and after his. This time as mayor, and of course their photos. One's a photo of downtown, and the other's a photo of Nutana. Yeah, and um, it's not really, it's not the same spot. It has the same same traffic bridge in it, but it's from, coming from different sides. So that's the sort of gap that I think can haunt you. Um, I think you know. I think John Atchison's campaign has been weaker than I expected it to be. Yeah. You know, he's asking people to vote for him based on his experience. His news conference saying that you know his personal charm will convince cp to um move the rail lines and spend hundreds of millions of dollars i kind of i, I tend to believe the tunnel uh <laughs> the tunnel theory as much as i believe that one um so it's it's it, you know really rob norris and charlie clark are the ones who are really uh savvy with this um and Charlie Clark is probably running the campaign he should run kind of vague just keep you know keep me keep yeah. me on because of you know what uh, because i've proven leadership and it's difficult to change and you know rob norris's you know rob norris's uh, website was pretty uh, empty as well like and even today he's, he's you know that he's updated it he's he has key things there he's not trying to overload people whereas if you go to someone like carrie tarasoff's website there's a ton of stuff there good for him for for studying all that but i'm not sure anyone's going to read through it yeah. yeah, you're asking a lot of uh, voters when you have something like that. And you've got to just, you've got to hand it to them on a silver platter, right? And so uh, maybe that's why everything is so vague these days. If we start getting into details, uh, that's, that's where you're probably going to lose the vote if we start doing that. The other thing you were mentioning uh, when we talk about, you know, how we're, how we're changing because of the pandemic, uh, debates yeah. are or even town halls are going to be uh, completely different. I don't know if there are any organizations yet that have started uh, the plan for a mayoral uh, debate. So but it's going to be, it's probably going to be online and it's going to have a different feel. Yeah, there's a chamber one that's coming up. I know that was sent out to the membership and that you could register for it, but I'm not sure. I sent an email to them. I haven't heard back exactly how it's going to work. I don't know, Phil, if you've been able to follow up with them or, or not. I, I, I saw that. Um, I, I don't know whether. Um, I imagine that if journalists want to cover it, they'll they'll allow them. I mean, certainly they they let us into previous debates because, yeah. of course, that's part part and parcel of uh, you know that journalists didn't have to buy their way in. Yeah. Um, but you're right. It's it's all very interesting. Will we see any ward debates? Right. Like, you know, uh, my column this week sort of looks at you know how difficult it is for ward for people challenging 
incumbent councillors. We know the track record's not great. And, you know, will, will incumbent councillors just say, well, why would I take part in a debate when, you know, it's just going to get me on the record on stuff? And, you know, I mean, there's not going to be people be attending. We don't know how many people are going to watch these things. Yeah. Um, so there's definitely, we don't really know. I haven't, I certainly haven't heard of any, you know, ward debates that are going to take place. I can't imagine that in, you know, say ward three, that one, something isn't going to happen because it's a vacant uh, ward yeah. in ward seven, where there, uh, ward six, where there's three people running. Um, again, those are probably likely ones, but We'll see. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, when we go to, 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 you know, I don't think that Troy Davies has anybody running against him yet in Ward 4, does he? No, he doesn't. Yeah, and I mean, it'll be yeah. interesting to see, because time is running out here. Sometime next week, I think, is when the end of this is, whether somebody will step up. I know I, I sent a tweet out and just said, you know, good democracy is when there's always challengers, because I think it keeps the humility out there and also gets the interest in the ward, but that's telling, you know, if somebody doesn't step up. Well, I know he's a popular counselor, yeah. and he won by quite a bit last time. Yeah. Um, but he also led, you know, at the halfway point I did a story, he led counselors in, uh, in absences. Yeah. And, you know, we know he has a fairly high-profile full-time job, and he works with a charity as well. Yeah. Um, if, you know, it, it doesn't speak well for democracy if someone like that doesn't get a challenge. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And, you know, and going forward, what do, you, what do you see as some of the things that we need to all be thinking of in the next week, you know, from our pundit chairs, but, you know, from people that are listening in, you know, in terms of what are, what are, some, of the, what are some of the things you, you can predict might be happening over the next little while? So I think once you cross that barrier, 
that's when people start saying, uh, really, are we, why do we need something that's that expensive? Yeah, yeah. Do, what other issues do you think are out there that are percolating that we might see or hear more about in the next little while? Is there anything that any of you are, are, are sensing on the pulse out there, starting with you, Phil? Uh, well, property taxes again. Yeah. Obviously, you know this 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 campaign. You know, Rob Norris's campaign reminds me a lot of Kelly Moore's campaign in 2016. You know, the way Kelly Moore set the agenda. She wanted to talk about transparency. She wanted to talk about debt, and that's what you know we ended up yeah. talking about for the election. Like Rob Norris, I, I think probably from door knocking. You know, sense that you know there's always the concern with safety. Yeah. There's always a concern with property tax increases and. Um, there's, uh, you know, and in this case, there happens to be a big project that they haven't started yet, and I think people are still smarting from the rainy modern, you know, being delayed and over, and you know, the rising budget and yeah. everything associated with it. So, yeah. um, I, I think those are the ones that, once again, and you know, that if you have an outsider running, that's that's you know, they're going to kind of force the people to talk about what they want to talk about. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And David, uh, for yourself. Well, with that, though, so yes, he is an outsider coming in, but at the same time, I, he needs to be pressed on how, then. Again, that's, that's what I'm looking for from every candidate. So yeah. if you're going to tell me that there's not going to be a tax increase, tell me how and tell me what's going to happen yeah. in years to, to come, because that's the biggest fear that I have is what, what we just delay. And so I, I, I hear a whole lot of people, a whole lot of our candidates saying that they're going to push for a, a zero property tax increase and promising it, which is always funny. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but to, the, the reality is, uh, you know, the city's growing, so we're going to need more police. And, you know, it's, it's, it, they'll never achieve zero. Lenore, you've, you've been on city council. Yeah. Can I ask you that? Will they ever achieve zero? No, gosh, no. And nor... <laughs> No, you know, and the, and the point of it is, it's about what we call now value for service. It's about giving the understanding to an electorate and to community members about what's the value for service that you're getting and why, you know, and trying to explain that, right? And that, 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 that it's like the library, it, ta it takes a lot to try to explain and to understand it. Otherwise, you know, Phil, to your point, it can become, it can come down to dollar and cents, but maybe not cents. You know, in the different spelling of the word. You know, so so that 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 becomes a compelling reason. At at the, I wanted to ask you either because there's something that's been kind of niggling at me is we're not really hearing anything, also at the local level that will be happening, and that's at the school board level. You know, in other election years, every once in a while you get a ripple effect of a candidate or two kind of breaking through and and making a bit of noise on that, and given. COVID and given, you know, schools and, and having to do the, the whole kind of pandemic planning and, and living with, have you guys heard anything at the school board level? Boy, you make a really good point there. I have not heard anything at the school board level. And it is so important right now with yeah. all our kids in those classes. I, um, you're right. Well, we still have a month. Yeah. And a little bit, you know, and uh, a month and a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I, I, maybe that'll, that'll pop up, but uh, Phil's closer to it than I am, but I haven't heard anything. Uh, yeah, I've heard, I've heard very little as well, but, it, but that's an excellent point, of course, because a lot of the pandemic response when we reopened schools was left to school divisions, yeah. right, and, and, yeah. and boards. So, of course, you know, that, that's really important uh, this time. I, I mean, I, I strongly suspect that, you know, people will, especially at the school board level, will tend to 
favor incumbents more than they normally do just because we're in such an uncertain time. Yeah. You know, people don't sit there saying, oh, you're building that new school and it's costing this amount of money. Of course, the province builds the schools. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not quite the same as City Hall, right, where, where you could say, geez, I'm upset that my council voted for that. And, you know, people don't pay a lot of attention to the school boards between the elections unless something crazy comes up. Yeah. But, but this, you know, this is a, uh, <laughs> of course, a different situation. Yeah, it is. Well, yeah, you know what it is? It's, it's a crisis. And, and you, you just made me think of this, Lenore, if you ask that question. But, um, this is going to be a terrible analogy. But uh, during 9-11, uh, the, the popularity of, of George W. Bush was that he, he won a second uh, term yeah. uh, after, after 9-11. And I, and I get the sense that anybody, who would, you know, any outsider who would try to come in right now and, uh, and, and criticize uh, the members of the Saskatoon School Board, which is, you know, the only thing that people are talking about when it comes to school these days, COVID-19. I, I don't think that that's going to win votes. I think people here in Saskatoon have been pretty happy with what the school board did. You know, I mean, they were, it was up to them, not up to the Ministry of Education what yeah. to do. And, uh, and, they, and they took, I think, what a lot of parents are hope they're still feeling is a, a good stand. So I think any outsider coming in uh, is going to have a real challenge to beat an incumbent in a school board, but yeah. it's because of the crisis. Yeah, for sure. Okay, in these last couple of minutes, I'm going to switch to provincial only in this sense is that I'm, I'm curious to know what your thoughts are now that the writs dropped and we've got a, a provincial election. Any thoughts about that and its potential impact? And we know there will be, but any thoughts on it in connection to our civic election that's running on? Any, any thoughts on that? Well, I think, you know, I, I, I asked the Premier about this yesterday, like, you know, did you, because he, of course, the South Party was the one who decided we're going to have yeah. the, uh, long before we knew, we had heard the word COVID-19 or coronavirus, um, he decided we're going to have these elections at the same time, despite these chief electoral officers saying, we want to split these up and keep them separate because there's so many issues with, you know, facilities, volunteers, workers, that sort of thing. And overlapping campaigns are confusing. So here we are. We are having campaigns at the same time. We are going to have multiple people, uh, you know, knocking on doors, you know, trying to organize uh, fundraisers. We saw an issue with the Norris fundraiser where, you know, someone, yeah. uh, uh, the, uh, the Medi Nation uh, uh, president yeah. attended uh, one of those. Yeah. Um, so I, I just think it's, it's, it's an even worse than it was. And of course, that will dampen, um, dampen uh, probably turnout for the civic election, which, you know, generally favors incumbents. Not always, but sometimes. Yeah, for sure. David, any further thoughts? The only thing that's going to help us with the turnout this year is the, is the three running, I think, uh, for, for the mayor. The top three, I mean, yeah. running uh, for the mayor's position. I think that's going to help us bring out uh, a number of voters. I'm, I'm hoping that, I guess, more than anything yeah. else. But uh, I, in terms of the provincial election and its effect on, on, uh, on, on, on the municipal, uh, Phil is exactly right. It's going to be interesting to see which candidates try to lean over uh, to you know, to the to their provincial counterparts, if you will, unofficial counterparts yeah. uh, during this election as well. It's also interesting. Sometimes the machines of the provincial election are used in municipal elections That's in a right. small way, yeah. and right now they're having to be swallowed up by the provincial election. Yeah, and you know that's something I've been talking about as well is that those machines. You know, if they're there, they'll be mobilized because after those two weeks, it's 
they're they're in place, and so it's easy for them to switch and you know go into oh, yeah. and go into zone houses and look at the voters lists and see who they can pick up. I mean, that's that's where the buddy system between yourself and your friends uh, might be might be something of benefit to you, uh, even if you deny it. <laughs> <laughs> or they'll, or they'll be exhausted and demoralized. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the other way. Well, so, so there's a way to leave this show: exhausted and demoralized, Phil. I know, I, <laughs> I, I know you have somewhere to go here right away. So I'm gonna thank both of you now for joining Civically Speaking. Much, much appreciation, Phil Tank with the Star Phoenix, David Curtin with CQM uh, News Talk Radio 650. Thanks so much, guys. Have yourself a good evening. Take care. All right. You Thanks take care, for having guys. us. Yeah, thank you. Take care. Bye-bye.